Yo, what is up, everybody? It is the No Notes podcast uh, with Maddie B and H Double. Um, today is actually just gonna be me, uh, Maddie B. Charles is uh, he's doing some other things right now. I'm a little busy, and we just couldn't get our times to work out. So that's why I'm gonna be recording by myself. Um, as you can see, guys, it's it's a little different of a uh, what's it called of a room uh, today. I'm actually doing some dog sitting one of my friends from Missouri uh, shout out to Preston for that um but yeah so let's get into it today's topic is going to be the NFL draft so the NFL draft is actually tonight at 8 p.m is uh when it starts well no hold on let me let me check that just so people know I'm pretty sure it's 8 p.m well at least for for me anyways let's see Yeah, the NFL draft is at what the I don't think it says it. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea. Usually Charles we're talking right now, so I could like Look it up right now, you know. Okay, so the NFL 2020 draft time is at 8 p.m. and going to approximately 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So that'll be the first round. So for me, it'd be actually 7, no, 6 p.m. Okay. Anyways, off of that, because we don't really care about that, um, there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about together. And one of them is kind of like the betting aspect of it. Um, Charles and I, we, we don't bet per se, like on, on this kind of stuff, but we do like kind of talking about it. Cause it's kind of cool. Um, just cause you can take the trends and stuff. So the past, like, I don't know, maybe like three months, four months, ever since basically the college football playoff kind of ended, um, the number one pick has was thought to be um, Aiden Hutchinson. So he's a defensive end from Michigan. And so it's kind of cool that, like, that he's a guy from Michigan. I love I love him just because he went to Michigan and stuff, but he has some good qualities about him and stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. But recently, in the past two weeks, there's actually been a different person Um He's from Georgia. His name is Trayvon Walker. He's a defensive lineman, actually. And I think that Jacksonville will pick him first. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to buy all that hype of, like, people doing okay and then also shooting up, like, the, the board. Like, for me, I'd probably, if I had Jacksonville, pick the proven commodity rather than take a risk, like, like last year, they got Trevor Lawrence, and we knew that he was probably the best one. Granted, he didn't have the best season last year out of the rookies. Uh, Matt Jones did, like statistic-wise. But if you put Trevor Lawrence on that team, I think Trevor Lawrence has the best season on the Patriots rather than Daniel Jones – or not Daniel Jones, than Matt Jones. So they're just kind of fun. Um, some of these guys have Hutchinson falling all the way down to pick number four. 
Um, so, and there's some different mock trades that I kind of like. Um, like one, this is from CBS, from NFL, uh, CBS NFL. Uh, the Carolina Panthers trade for numbers. Uh, uh, actually, sorry. The Jets trade uh, the Panthers for pick six and get Jameson Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, towards ECL and give him some stuff for Zach Wilson. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, there's another trade that I think um, is is kind of cool. Um, let's see, where is it? Where I see it? Oh, yeah. So the Dolphins trade. Uh, oh, no, sorry. So Philadelphia actually gets Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, which I think is pretty good. Um, the pick. So here's a pick for, for my team, uh, New England. Um, they're projected to get Kenyon Green, the offensive lineman from Texas A&M. Um, basically just to help, um, just to like help like the offensive line. Um, to me, I would love to see like another wide receiver um, in the group, but I think things going on right now with like Debo Samuel and stuff. I would love it if the Patriots traded uh, for Debo Samuel from the 49ers. I know that's going to take a lot to get him. Um, so I think mean, you just have to weigh the risk of like, okay, do we wait a year, wait for him to go to free agency or do we just get him now? You know? Um, but I do think that the Patriots do need a wide receiver help. I mean, we did sign Devontae Parker from the Dolphins. Um, but other than that, I mean, we don't have, like, an established wide receiver one. Like, we don't have, like, a Devontae Adams. We don't have a Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, we don't have any of that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I like to see that. Um, and the draft this year, I believe, is being held in Chicago instead of New York because um, I think they're wanting the draft to move around, which I think is pretty cool. Like, I, I definitely think other cities should have it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, I don't really watch the draft too much. Like, it's a little bit too slow for me, um, especially with all those rounds, like the seven rounds. It's like, oh, but I do keep up with it and I do follow it, you know. So, like, I'll know when the Patriots select their person. I'll know whenever – whenever other teams select, you know what I'm saying? So it's pretty easy, but yeah, it's not like my favorite thing to watch at all. Um, it's just a little too boring. It's like baseball a little bit. It gets a little bit too boring for me. Um, but yeah, um, a prospect that I really like that I think will be like probably rookie of the year next year, or at least maybe top three. Um, I really like Sauce Gardner. He's the cornerback for Cincinnati. Um, so a crazy stat that has been said by ESPN and others, and I think everyone's kind of heard it, um, but Sauce Gardner hadn't allowed a touchdown his whole entire uh, college career. Um, I, I believe his, I believe he only played three years um, at Cincinnati. Or no, I think he played four, actually. Um, but, you know. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, I I can't believe that, like, out of all those games and all the high profiles, like, even when they played Alabama uh, for the uh, 
Oh no, was it Alabama or was it Georgia? Freak, I'm forgetting who played who. Um, oh no, it was Alabama, Cincinnati. And they played last uh, for the cultural playoffs. No one scored on him. Like Cincinnati had to score on other people. So to me, like that's like that's kind of crazy. And it also goes to show you that like even in profile in high profile games like that with receivers who obviously are going to go to the NFL, um, he didn't allow anything. So that's pretty cool. And and he'd be someone that I'd want to draft, um, especially if I need like cornerback help. Like, unfortunately, he's not going to fall down to New England, but I'm sure New England would take him. Um, another team that I think could use it. I think the commanders could also use it. Washington commanders, they could use a cornerback as well. Um, I also think, um, who else am I thinking of? Obviously the jets could use him. I think he'd be great. I mean, I know the jets are trying to get weapons for like Zach Wilson. And I think that's like also respectable. I think the jets could really use him because in that division, now you're going to have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, And then you have the scheming of the Patriots and they're always hard to defend. And then you have Stefan Diggs as well. I mean, that's, if you can make sure that one cornerback can lock down like a Tyreek Hill and a Stefan Diggs, like that's pretty good. So, I mean, that's kind of what you want. Um, that's how Stefan Gilmore was for the Patriots for a long time. You know, he basically just took away half the field because no one passed on him. So, I mean, that's super nice. Um, another product, another prospect I really like, and I'm going to go quarterback here. I really like Malik Willis. Now, Malik Willis played for Liberty, uh, Liberty Flames. He's a quarterback. What I like about him is he's a dual threat quarterback, so he can run and pass, you know. Um, I really liked him. I think he'll be good. And then I also think uh, Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, I think he'll be really good. I know there was a lot of concern earlier in his drafting process because he's had, I believe, the smallest hands on record, like being measured um, as a quarterback. And I believe they usually want uh, like seven and a half to eight inches is like, a good range for like quarterback hands. Like obviously if it's bigger, it's better because you can grip the ball and you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but I really like the way he passes. And I know that the NFL football is a little bigger than the college football, but at the end of the day, like he just has to hold a little bit more back on the football. And granted that can cause maybe more fumbles, like, cause you don't have as well of a grip on it. Um, but I think he should go, I don't think he'll be a top 10, 15 pick. I think he'll probably be late first round, maybe early second. Um, but usually when that happens, those teams, you know, he'll either be a backup or he'll be like a starter, but have a good O-line sort of like how Mac Jones felt the Patriots to 15. Like the Patriots did need a quarterback, but they necessarily weren't like a, you know, in that top five, top 10, like, man, we're really trying to find the quarterback, you know? Um, I mean, for me, I'd rather have Tom Brady. Um, I'm still sad you off, but that's just how it is. So I can you pick it Malik Willis and, um, and also sauce Gardner. I think those are my top three prospects that are in the draft. 
um, that I really like a lot. So um, and then when coming to the rest of the teams, um, I just don't know too much about what other teams needs or don't need. I, I'm not the best or it's not my team. I wish Charles was here because he could tell you all like what the Ravens need and we can feed off each other who we like and who he likes. Um, I'm kind of just going off of what I like um, and who's impressed me. Um, I think Kayvon Thibodeau, the prospect from Oregon, I think he's been really good. He just has to stay healthy. And I think he, well, I know that he needs to keep his ego in check just because he is super talented. However, he can't let that go to his head because you need to work hard and be ready for that opportunity, even though, yes, he is the first, probably, you know, the first, second or third pick of the draft. You still got to perform like Jadavion Clowney, I believe was the first pick by the Texans and he's done okay, but it's nothing like, wow, like, altering you know and he seemed to have a little bit of an ego a little personality so yeah so like I think that's super important that you need to just keep your ego in check and not have like anything you know when it's time to work leave it at the door you know like make sure you're not doing that just to do it sorry if you guys hear any like sounds in the background it's because I'm uh, dog sitting and there's a couple dogs back here that are kind of whining because I'm not like in the room with them because I've just spent like the last like three hours just like hanging out with them, just like playing games and they're in the room and all that stuff. So, you know, um, kind of all of that. But let's see. What else can I talk about the draft? Like I said, it would be a lot easier if Charles was here, but... Um, to me, okay, let's see. The best drafts, like the best picks that I think have happened in the last five, ten years. I'll do that one. Um, obviously, Debo Samuel, like that's a steal. I believe the 49ers got him in the second round. Um, and then Justin Jefferson, of course. Um, being passed up by the Eagles for, for Jalen Rear, and then the Vikings get him. And I just saw a video today. It's like a, you know, draft memory or whatever. But I guess like the Eagles also drafted Rieger and the Vikings found out and they just laughed at him because they didn't pick Justin Jefferson. And then the next pick, you know, they picked Justin Jefferson. So that was just super funny. Like, I just love that video just because like, it's just like showing the emotion of like even people like who are trying to draft these people. Like obviously if they would have laughed and let's say it's the other way around, let's say Jalen Rieger was like the better pick and just Jefferson like, you know, fell off. Then yeah, maybe we'd be making fun of them. But like, that's pretty funny that that happened. Um, so, you know, just things like that I really like. So those are some good ones. Um, obviously, you know, Tom Brady, of course. I mean, that's the last, like, 20, 23 years. But obviously, round six, pick 199, I don't think there's going to ever be a better pick for value than that one. Like, it's hard to find someone in the sixth round. I mean, Julian Edelman was in the seventh round. 
Um, so and that's the thing, I guess, that frustrates me with the Patriots. We seem to always do a better job drafting in the later rounds than we do in the first rounds, um, I mean, which is totally fine because you, you know, get the most bang for your buck, right, you know? But it would be nice to have, like, a good old, like, top prospect actually do well with it, the Patriots system, um, other than just, like, our last draft bus. I would say was probably Nikhil Harry. He was our wide receiver. We drafted him number 31, I think. And he's just never panned out for us, which kind of sucks because I really liked him in college because he played for Arizona State, like big body, like 6'4". Um, but he's just never worked out. And that's just a little unfortunate, you know. So, But it is what it is, you know. So that's just how it goes. But enough of the Patriots, so I'm going to talk about them. I know this shouldn't be just a Patriot like podcast because it's not. It's about all the teams. Um, I really want to see Cincinnati draft some O-line for Joey B. That'd be really nice. Um, I think Kansas City will draft a couple wide receivers just to replenish that wide receiver room. I mean, I know they got Juju, but it'd be nice to have a couple other wide receivers. Um, I'm just thinking of who else needs stuff, you know? Um, like some of the contenders, I think. I definitely think that um, that the Bills, because they're definitely a contender. I think the Bills could probably draft. I think another linebacker would be nice for them. Um, also, um, an interior, an interior lineman would be nice as well for them. Um, for the Buccaneers, um, I think you need another corner and a couple offensive linemen just because someone retired this year for them. Um, so you need some of that. Um, Green Bay, please draft wide receiver in the first round. Like, just do it for Aaron Rodgers. Like, come on. Like, you need something. So do it for him. Um, yeah, those are kind of the big people that I think, like, like the teams who have a chance on roll. Oh, and the Rams. But I believe the Rams don't have any, like, first-round, second-round picks. Um, they kind of just have late ones because they've given them all away for other players. Um, but I think they need to draft. Um, I think go another wide receiver would be nice. Um, but I think you're going to need to draft – uh, uh, edge rusher to go alongside Aaron Donald because if you can get an edge rusher with Aaron Donald, that'd be really nice and uh, definitely very key for him. Um, at least in my opinion, that's what should happen. Now, just to end this podcast, I know it's kind of a shorter episode. Um, like I said it's just me, so it's kind of hard to like keep it going, keep it flowing, just because I can't bounce ideas off anyone. Um, but the NBA playoffs are still tonight. Uh, Raptors and 76ers. It's 3-2. Raptors have won two games in a row now. Um, and Philadelphia hasn't looked as good as what they have, so who knows? Raptors could win tonight. It's game six at the Raptors. So that'd be kind of cool if that went to seven. Then you have the Mavs and Jazz game six at Utah. Um, I think that one will go seven as well. Um, I think just the home court advantage, I think, really helps. And then Suns versus Pelicans tonight. And the Suns uh, just announced, well, Woj just announced that Booker will be playing 
in game six today. So it's like a week and a little bit since he's done his like mid uh, hamstring strain. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, for me as a Suns fan, it, it's nice to know that Booker's coming back. I know that he'll probably on a minutes restriction. Bet you he'll play maybe 20 minutes, 25, because um, you, you don't want to hurt before game seven, as well as if they do make it to the next round, which I think they will end it tonight in game six. Um, you're going to not want to be hurt for that next round against either, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Jazz or Luka and the Mavs. So those are kind of rough opponents to have. I mean, I still like our chances of both of them, but if Booker's there, that makes me a lot more happy and a lot more content with how that series would go. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything else I would want to say on either the draft or playoffs. Um, like I said, just kind of a low-key episode, just trying to get things kind of moving. Um, uh, Charles and I should be back next episode one after that. I'm still debating because my sister is getting married this weekend, so I'll see if I have time. Looking more like probably a no. Um, but And we'll hopefully have a couple guests on soon as well. So just stay prepared for that. Also, we'd like to thank everyone for watching all of our videos, especially the Connor Mance video. Uh, like I said last time, it's kind of blown up, and that's uh, something that makes us really happy that we're being able to do all this. I think there's like three, 400 something, almost 500 views, which to us is pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, anyways, this is the No Notes Podcast with Maddie B. H-Double obviously is not here. So uh, hope you guys have a good one this weekend. Have fun with the draft, have fun with the playoffs, and we'll get back to you next week. Peace.